Hello, all you fabulous fempreneurs. This is Lindsay Berry. Thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of the Fempreneur Podcast. And today, my guest is Dawn O'Connor. She has uh, built and sold, I was going to say bought and sold, but she has built and sold three successful businesses. And the business that she has been building for the last year and a half is called Focus Bubbles. And I had the privilege of being introduced to Dawn and getting to jump into a couple Focus Bubbles recently. And now we're actually hosting our first ever Fempreneur Focus Bubble. Uh, kind of a one-time thing on November 24th, but I'm sure there will be future ones. So if you're listening to this after November 24th, go to yycfempreneurs.com slash events to see how you can get in on the next one. This is where we actually show up together live, virtually. We can see each other, we can chat, we can work together, we can hold each other accountable, and it's going to be awesome. So definitely check that out. Now let's dive into this interview with Dawn O'Connor. Uh, so yeah, I'm Don O'Connor, Focus Bubble host and uh, owner, and I'm in Calgary. I am um, first time doing Instagram live, so I was Woo! like, I don't really know how this works and trying to figure it out. So thanks for being patient. You're nailing yeah. it. <laughs> Can you hear okay? Sounds yeah. okay? Yeah, you cool. sound and look lovely. Thank you. So yeah, so you have, oh, those are very sexy glasses. So I, I like can see that. the screen. Otherwise, otherwise I'm blind. So yeah, I don't um, like wearing glasses when I'm live because as you can see my computer reflection in this one and my lamp reflection in this one. But again, if I don't have them on, I'm kind of, I get a headache halfway through the interview. So, um, okay. Shauna. Hi, Shauna. Hi, Shauna. Nice to see you. I was just telling them before you hopped on about Geraldine and that they all need to go connect with her because she's such an incredible human, such a wonderful person, whether you need help with organizing any part of your life or whether you just want to make a connection with a very fantastic entrepreneur who will connect you with so many of the right people because that's how I got connected with Dawn. Um, Dawn, tell us about, take us back before Focus Bubbles. Where did you start to see that um, kind of calling that was placed upon you to serve entrepreneurs and to help people just do a better job of whatever it is they wanted to do? Yes, I used to be a really disorganized person. I still fight with it. I couldn't keep physical space organized. Uh, and so I started my journey. I'm not fond of that term, but <laughs> I say it all the time. I can't think of another word. I don't know. I know. The pathway, um, like 20 years ago, uh, being disorganized and not being able to leave the house, being trapped in my home with my small children and couldn't find my keys, missed a day of school, like just missed everything. And so I sat down and I watched Oprah, like so um, cliche, but there was this professional organizer on Oprah named Julie Morgenstern and all the organizers will know who she is. If you don't look her up, she's amazing. She wrote uh, Organizing from the Inside Out. Okay. And I thought, okay, I'm going to read her book. I'm going to apply what she teaches me. And if I can do it, then I have teaching capabilities, then maybe mm. it's a thing. So mm -hmm. I did it, loved it. Started a business as an organizer. That's how I know Jerry Lynn. And then um, it just kind of migrated and, and became more back to the business setting out of the home setting. So I was working with people in their offices and their um, oh, practically minimal. Uh, Oprah always has the answers. Yes, she does. <laughs> as much as Oprah drives me crazy, she has the answers. Um, so, yeah, then I created a series of businesses in the productivity space. Okay. And then I just love other solopreneurs, small business owners. Um, my whole mission is community building mm. and it's connection with purpose, not just networking, but bringing people together and doing something that is meaningful. 
Okay. Awesome. Well, thank you for allowing me to interview. Thank you, interview you, and thank you for pushing through uh, that discomfort that we all have before our first ever Instagram Live. Um, yeah, and thank you for, yeah, just following your heart and building a business, doing something you love. Um, I know my business building story is very similar. I know hundreds of women who have a similar business building story in that they feel very called to do something. But you kind of, you kind of, you know, told that story very quickly. Can you give us a little more like, how long did that take you from idea to like actually having the business and the open sign up kind of, so to speak? Yeah, so I've built three businesses. The first was a home organizing business, built, had a team, and then sold it. Okay. Then the second business was uh, productivity training. Um, and I actually, that route went with a licensing agreement from a global head office in the UK, and I got cool. the Canadian territory, so I built that out. Um, so the first business was about five years. The se second business was about eight years from, you know, start to sale. And then when I sold it, I actually now work for the new owners. Of, right. It's called Think Productive. And I was a productivity ninja, still am. Um, you know, I had to figure out a lot of things. Did I want to be an owner of a company that was international? And I didn't. I didn't thrive on that. I spent all my time doing admin and sales and, and sales management. Mm. And I realized I just want to deliver the workshops and be with the people and see the impact. Mm. And so sold it and now work for them in the capacity that I love. And but at been, the same time, you've built focus bubbles. And that is exactly yeah. what you just described. Like you're doing exactly what you want. You're with the people. You're seeing their faces. You're hearing yeah. their words. You're saying things to them. How did the focus bubbles thing come to be? Yeah, last year, I mean, we all know we had different impacts from COVID. But my clients were all saying, like, we were just scrambled. We're feeling scattered. We are not getting work done. We're feeling disconnected. Um, and it's a mix of small business and right up to large business. Bell Canada, TELUS, I work with a lot of big telecoms, IBM, et cetera. And everybody was saying the same thing, whether they are used to working from home or working in isolation or working in teams in downtown offices, everybody was just looking for a way to create headspace, for yeah. lack of a better word, or yeah. white space. So I said, hey, why don't we do a like study hall for grown-ups and we're going to get together on a Zoom call. I know you're like so sick of zoom and everybody was zoomed out but i said this is going to be different you don't have to yes. learn it's not a webinar you come you do mindfulness you get into your work and you mm -hmm. do your work and then you report out at the end so that we'll all hold space and hold each other accountable yes and it worked and then the demand grew and i was like oh i could maybe actually build this into my business as a service offering and yeah. then it's it's taken off and it's obviously it's one of those things where I think, oh, it's just a little service offering. I can just kind of do this on the side. But it <laughs> became all-consuming, and it is my whole entire <laughs> world right now. But is it, it one is. of those things that just doesn't feel like work because it's so what you just naturally do well, like like compared to the other businesses that you built? Like, are you feeling like this one's just flowing easier for you? That's a really good question. The operational piece, like the showing up and facilitating the actual focus bubbles, second nature can do it in my sleep love it so much look forward to it every day and i've done 375 bubbles Ooh. so like every day there's two or three so it's not like a smattering here and there so it's so integral yeah i love that piece i do not love the background automating the software okay the email flows the drip campaigns the marketing the blah blah blahs mm. I, I don't love any of that okay so 
if anyone wants to help me with that, I'm hiring people to help me with that. Cool. Okay. <laughs> Good to know. Cut that out there for sure. What a fun, uh, what a fun, you know, even a little side gig for a fempreneur to help her build her main business to help, you know, grow, grow what you're doing and make some great connections in the process. That's really cool. Mm -hmm. So I'm so excited to do our first ever fempreneur focus bubble on Wednesday, November 24th from yeah. 8 to 10 a.m. And I hopped on a couple focus bubbles last week. So I was really impressed with the, uh, the energy and this little, little system, system, systematization, is that a word? Sure, <laughs> Things that you've created. Like I was like, oh, that's so cool. Um, tell us what it's going to be like to, for that during that two hours. Like how do people prepare for it once they've signed up? Like give us the whole story. That's a good question because the preparation is the most important part. It's kind of what you do before you show up okay. and mentally. So whatever planning you normally do for your day, your list of things to do, do that, obviously, but kind of take it to a next level and think about in that two hour block, you're going to have two 50 minute segments of work. Okay. So, well, 50 and 55 minutes. Right. So it's a pretty good chunk of time to work. Yeah. So what you need to do is think about what can you plug into that? Like what is going to be meaningful to you? Is it going to be your like little list of all the mini tasks that you want to get rid of? Like the frogs, we call them. If you need to eat a frog that's mm. gross and you want to get it over with and they'll <laughs> generate momentum for your day. Yeah. Or do you want to set that for something more meaty and strategic where you're really preserving? So there's so many things happening inside the bubble. You're preserving your attention and energy and we're supporting you and encouraging that you've done some planning so you're already coming into it with good clear intentions and when you declare it to everybody in writing or verbally then you're significantly more likely to achieve it because you've made that accountability statement yeah and at the end we need to hear back from you at the end we want to hear what did you get done maybe what pulled your attention away there is no failure in the bubble even if you came in to do one thing and then your dogs or your kid or whoever distracted you, you still showed up and that's yeah. always a win. So we celebrate at the end, but the planning is pretty key. Okay. Do you have any tools at focusbubbles.com to help people prepare like any downloadable PDFs or any kind of tools or? I really should, shouldn't I? I am working on Ooh, one. We're right going to work on that together, Dawn. Yeah. <laughs> I'll get that done. Yeah. I always think, oh, people know how to plan, but you know, a, a oh. simple tool. That's so yeah. cute that you just said that because I'm living proof that for many years it was like, what do I need to do right now to survive? And every moment that was changing and it was like, oh, like inside my head. But anyways, yes. So when you came to the bubble, did you did you plan inside the bubble or did you plan before you got there? Well, so I do meetings on Tuesdays and Thursdays only. So those are the days when I'm kind of reactive and I'm prepared to be reactive to whatever they need from me, those women that I'm meeting with. Yeah. Um, or I, I have a deliverable that I need to have ready for that meeting. And sometimes I don't have it ready. And so literally 15 minutes for the meeting, I'm like getting it done. But yeah. I knew what I needed to do that, that during both of those sessions, it was just, yeah. So I, I came to it and I was like, I need to do this. I have this yeah. and I do, I always have a to-do list and then mm -hmm. I'm crossing things off and it's, it's a, it's a blend of because I use my Google Calendar for everything. Otherwise, I would be I used to drop the ball a lot. I used to miss meetings. I used to probably make people think I was a bit of an a-hole. And I eventually figured that out. So Google Calendar has been my saving grace. 
Um, but I sometimes will book a little Google Calendar meeting with myself on my Monday, Wednesday, or Friday, and I will say, do these things in this time block. And it doesn't necessarily get done at the time I've booked it into, but I, I just put it in there because it's like I need to remember to do this stuff. So it's like a mix of in my calendar, in my phone, and on that one to-do list in my notebook. But I did, I did come with actual goals. <laughs> Good. And you just hinted at something, time blocking, which is just really integral to any success, focus bubble or not, we're really, really good at, at honoring our calendars and showing mm. up for meetings. Yeah. And when we put things in as a time block to execute on a specific task, and I know Shauna, in, that's who, who's here now, can relate to this because she hosts the virtual organizing parties. Oh. So it's the same thing. Like we right. need to organize pockets of our homes. So we mm -hmm. need to do stuff in our houses. Yeah. If you book it and you're intentional and it's in your calendar, that's one thing. But then if there's also other people showing up, you're eight to 10 times more likely to do it than if you just booked that time block for yourself. Right. So time blocks are great. We have our to-do list, but we have to cross-reference that to-do list and see, is it realistic to put all of those tasks in a certain time bucket, whether it's a day, a week, or a month, Yeah. and to map, do the cross-mapping? And that piece gets missed sometimes. And I also encourage a lot of white space in calendars. Like we want to have you're really good, I think, because you have, I love your structure, your Tuesdays and your Thursdays for specific things, and then your Wednesdays. So you've already done this sort of theming mm -hmm. idea, which is brilliant. Yeah. And we also need those cushions of white space where our eye can just rest and see, oh, I have nothing committed in that time. Isn't yeah. that lovely? I can actually do some other stuff. Yes, definitely. Um, we, I learned it from Tim Ferriss in the 4-Hour Workweek book, yeah. the batching thing. So I teach batching um, in marketing school and in all of the things I do in my one-on-one -on -one coaching and stuff. I talk about it a lot because when I started batching so that I had less gear switching going on from creative brain to task brain, it was like I was so much more productive. Like I was like, I am a superwoman. Like, woo. So yeah, it I highly recommend that. That's why this Focus contract. Bubble thing is going to be just a game changer for so many ladies because I know – their their home offices they're lacking the accountability we're not able to do a lot of live events again like come to this event ladies it's totally free the link is in the email you received on november 12th from me um to sign up you're going to see i think two options first two paid options and then the third one is the free fempreneur um focus bubble sign up so you can actually do that without a credit card no commitment just sign up and then you're going to get an auto email or an email from dawn and you're gonna have all everything you need so do it <laughs> do it it's so easy and so fun it's so easy and, and so fun uh, oh and yeah i wanted you to talk party. about yes i wanted to talk about the meditation and the dance party a little bit kind of give us yeah. a bit of that so we know. will either kick off with a visualization or a mindfulness or or a, just a question like a fun question or a serious question something to get conversation and energy going okay strictly five minutes we do not like faff about we five minutes and then we get to it and everybody goes on mute and we work yeah and, and then, then like, at the break go ahead we have a dance party yeah. <laughs> so, and so and you do not so some people were like oh my god i don't want to be on screen you can go off camera no I you dance. can't no you can't not for fempreneurs no, oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> i have a media release checkbox for all of my email subscribers it's like if you're on our email list and you get anything like you always have to be okay with your pictures and videos being posted on the internet so that's okay just, but if that's you're a self-conscious if you're if you're like an uncoordinated dancer like me 
I stand slightly off the screen. My arm flails in, but my whole body is not in the camera. Just my arms occasionally. So okay, whatever you're comfortable with. You can always do the YMCA or just the disco. Like if you're not really wanting to freestyle, it, you can just do some, yeah, do some yoga. Get chair dance. Chair dance. Yeah. Yeah. It's gonna be fun. It's gonna be fun. And uh, I'm trying to think of what I'm gonna do during that two hours. I'm gonna let everybody know, like on here, maybe not right now during this video, but I'm gonna let everybody know what I'm gonna be crushing during my focus bubble so that everyone will nag me about it. But yeah, it's good. I'm, I love the accountability piece for sure. Um, yeah, so we have that event coming up here in Fempreneur Land. This interview is about Dawn, but I just wanna quickly jump in and just remind you all that we also have our Christmas party December 2nd in Cochrane. So go check that out. Uh, it's in that email as well. And Dawn, back to your story. So you, Built three businesses, sold all three of them or two of them? Sold two. I'm two. on my current third. The third is the last because I'm old and this is my retirement plan. So one thing that's interesting, <laughs> you're funny. One thing that's interesting about, we've talked about this before, about being the face of your company. Um, what, what's your opinion on that? Like, because I've been pushing you to be be the face of your company more and I've been like, put your beautiful face out there. Like when you got it, flaunt it. Like, and people love to see you, like you are the creator of this amazing thing called focus bubbles. And like, but I think sometimes, and this is, this is pushback that I've got. And I'm wondering if you're feeling this way too. It's like, well, what if I want to sell this company and it doesn't yeah. really work without me? Just a quick pause for a moment to let you know that in your email inbox, there should be an email from Friday, November 19th from me. And that email has my top five tips for Instagram engagement boosting. <laughs> so basically, if you want to know the things that I have seen actually work to drive more likes and more people over to my website from Instagram, go into that email. If you didn't receive that email because you're not on our email list, go to yycfemprinters.com right now and click the button that says uh, something about we want you on this team or join this team. It says something like that. Click that button, join the YYC Femprinters email list, and then I can send you awesome free marketing tips and tricks uh, once or twice a month. All right, and back to the show. Like, has that ever been an yeah. issue for you? I don't really, that's not how I'm doing my business, but I know some people think like that, so. Yeah, and totally, I built the first two businesses really without trying to rely too much on me personally. And this, right. the second one, because it was a licensed agreement, like a franchise, it wasn't really about me, although it was my reputation that helped build it. But it really did extract my personality. And also the first business, really social media didn't exist. So that was right. a whole different, different world, 2021 okay. years ago. Yes. And so now um, selling it really isn't the end game for me. I thought it was when I started, but, and it is a scalable business, but it's mm -hmm. not really, I just want to, I want to create a community mm -hmm. that I'm happy with where I'm working hours that I want a lifestyle business this time. Okay. Okay, um, cool. So then we can absolutely yeah. plaster your face all over it. Yes. I'm going to start doing that. You, you have been an inspiration to me. <laughs> Yay. And I have a, a couple of gals who are helping me with social media and they're going to help me be more out there. So like you have a photo shoot book, like some videography coming out. Yeah. Nice. Do. December 8th. I've got a videographer coming from Edson. Thanks to um, Shauna, who's here on the live. Good. Good. Uh, yeah. When I do some shoots and 
um, client testimonials and all that fun stuff. But yeah. I just have to get used to like doing this kind of thing and doing things with my phone. Like I don't, I've never done a reel on Instagram. Yeah. Okay. Well, when you're ready, let's meet for coffee and I'll help you. Well, you've got other people too, but I'm always here too. Thank you. Um, you just did a good job. Yeah. Well, thank you. I just play and sometimes things work out. I was shocked. I made this funny little reel of my little, my time up north on, I did it in, on, on Sunday while my son was driving. I was just on my phone. I made this reel. I had like 8,000 views and like 150 likes. I was, I've never had that kind of engagement ever on Instagram. I've had really big success once on LinkedIn, but that was insane. So what like, do you attribute that to? Is it like time in the game and you've just been so consistent? I think like there was a lot was of people that? on their phones Sunday night. Sunday nights mm -hmm. are definitely a good time to post. I've noticed that over the years. Other than that, I think it might have been the song and a lot of dog, a lot of dog. My, my dog, my sister's dog. There was horses in the video. I was wearing a neon toque. I don't know. It was like a perfect storm, but it wasn't like, that's not really why I made it. I just constantly document my life because I know how much I love scrolling through my Instagram from a year and two years ago. I just love it. It's like the ultimate photo album. So I'm not even doing it for other people a lot of the time. I'm doing it for me. And I think when you stop trying to achieve a specific goal with social media and you just start sharing the things that are really important to you and that you're up to, mm -hmm. it just, it, it, people love it and it works and yeah. it gets your name out there the right way, you know? Mm -hmm. Maybe the hashtag? I don't even, I'm still like, what was that all about? <laughs> and I even got like, I think five followers, like some of those people that didn't even know me. Cause that's the thing about reels that I have to just plug for a moment here. Yeah. Reels go out to everyone, not just your followers. Like for some reason, reels magically mm -hmm. go to people, probably a blend of like the keywords in your post, like in the caption and your hashtags but they'll go out to people that have never even heard of you and they, and then they might follow you. So it's like free advertising on steroids. It's insane. <laughs> yeah. I'll, I'll, I'm venturing there. I'm getting closer. It's I've been a year on Instagram with this account and I was like, yeah, just last week we kind of mapped out. We got nice. to get going on reels. And my, one of the gal that I've hired, she's keen on TikTok as well. So yes, I'm I loving love, TikTok too. I am too. Are you, are you posting on TikTok or just not like as watching? much as I should be? But yes, I'm posting and I've had some pretty okay. cool little, little successes. Not quite like what I had with that one. I think the most views I've had on any one TikTok post is like eight, 900, which is still a lot, but I don't mm -hmm. post there as often. I, I actually, so there's this thing you can do in reels when you upload your video, like it's all your little clips put together just the way you want them. And then you add your song. You can actually download that. To your phone and it doesn't download it with the song because of copyright issues which is fine because then you've got this already made video that you could just put on TikTok, so you don't have to do all the uh -oh. steps again but something's not working with that video and it's not letting me download it and i'm instagram if you're watching this i'm mad at you but i love you anyways i don't know what's up with that <laughs> so <laughs> trying to cut corners whenever possible that is my yeah, that is my ultimate secret weapon is cutting yeah. corners and figuring out ways to do things faster so if anyone has any tips about that, please get in touch with me. Um, okay, back to you, Don. I'm super excited to hear um, that you are going to be out there more in social media. Would you say that's the key difference between marketing a business 20 years ago and now? Is yes, social media, absolutely. like what are some other differences, things that you notice you actively have to do differently now that you didn't have to do before? That's kind of hard to answer because then COVID has added in a whole new element because before... 
80 to 90% of my sales, whether it's one-to-one productivity coaching or workshops, and that's the core of my revenue, is was from public speaking. So oh, public speaking right. in venues at conferences around North America. Yeah. Physically going okay. and either a paid gig or a free gig. Sometimes it was not a, a paid gig, but usually it was. But it it was the perfect, the mm. perfect thing. Go speak, get paid to speak, and then get a whole bunch of new clients mm-hmm. every single time you do that. And so when we switched over from, you know, and I've been doing that for 20 years. And then during COVID, that kind of stopped. And so the momentum of that dried up a bit. Mm. And social media is definitely like it's integral you just cannot not do it right I I did not do it for about a year and a half after I sold Think Productive and before Mm -hmm. I started fully um, focus bubbles Mm -hmm. I did no social media and I had no website okay and I still had enough business to keep myself busy but moderately busy yeah yeah well I mean I don't think that that social media is necessary for someone like yourself who's just been killing it for so long and has a mile long list of contacts. Like you could old school your way to success for the rest of your life, but why not cut some corners, right? Like, why not? <laughs> it doesn't feel like it's cutting corners. It feels like more work. Then for focus bubbles, it's different. I do need to get out there. I need to market heavily because focus bubbles is interesting that you'll have a hundred people try it and it'll stick with maybe, or a hundred people will sign up, mm-hmm. but only 50 will show up for the actual bubble. So it's about a 50% that sign up, they're all keen, and then they don't actually book a bubble. And then the people who do book a bubble, another 50% will not show up for the bubbles they book. Okay. And, and these the are paid, do, paid members. No, I'm talking in the free trial process. Oh, right, the free trial. Okay. Yeah. And so getting people in the door. So I need to get thousands of people to get a community of 150 to 200. My goal is 150 to 200 because that's a community size and when you hit a threshold of about 150 they start it starts to splinter there's some interesting studies around um mm. cohesiveness of communities and so i want to make sure that we have a cohesive community where everyone could can actually know everyone and then the business mm. referrals are flowing and mm. all you know you know what it's like all yes, the good things totally um but just for focus bubbles there's not content there's not events it's just to get your work done but all these other organic things happen in Mm -hmm. a beautiful way yeah um but to get that 150 is probably realistically about two thousand three thousand exposures like of actually getting them one foot in the door and then the 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 numbers come down to actually get people who join and are consistent right so and engage it's kind of kind of sounds like the 80 20 rule prevails like 80% of the people that put their hand up and say, yeah, I want that, don't actually utilize it, and they fall off, and then the 20% stick, kind of, something like that, maybe. Yeah, I hadn't thought of Pareto principle for this, but you're totally right, yeah. Because I feel the same way, like, yeah, 20% of my email subscribers are engaged fully, like, fully into the community. They watch and see who, you know, is the new face on the Instagram account or new face in the emails, and they're, like, really dialed in. And the other 80% are just kind of there. But of that 80%, they do switch over, right? And then some of the 20 die off completely. And so it's it's just, yeah. And I don't, I I guess I've just accepted that I've never tried to do anything about it. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, there is going to be a cycle. I've had, um, since I started Focus Bubbles, I do have a core group who has been a year and will renew for next year. Okay. And so 
because it's not, it's just a tool for doing your work. It's like your productivity app. It's like your calendar. Yeah. It becomes yeah. as integral and as fundamental as your calendar or your to-do list is yeah. to attend focus bubble. So it's just, you know, unless there's massive circumstantial changes to someone's business or life, then it's right. just the way they're operating going forward. Yeah. And so that's what I'm looking for is those people. And I know they exist because I have like 50 of them, right? Yeah. So if yeah. there's 50 just in my network, there's got to be 150 in Canada. Like, yeah, it can't be that. Totally. I'm having trouble, like, finding them and bringing them in. But it's marketing, and it's I have no budget for marketing right now. Yeah, for sure. Reels, reels. Anyways, okay. Yeah. Um, so, question. How did you just go from this woman who's, like, at home with these kids? Um, you, or did you – you had a career, like, a job job and kids at yeah. the same time, and then you got into productivity and organizing? Yeah, that's a good question. So I was like almost 15 years in a career job in corporate okay. um, communications and facilitation at big company, CPRL. Mm -hmm. And then when I had my second child, I was like, no, not going back to nine to five. I'm going to okay. do my own thing. Yeah. Super naive thinking starting a business was like, I'll just do it part time, like a hobby, casual and have a little bit of income. I had no idea the cost and effort. And then uh, suddenly I had four staff. And wow. It, it, you had it was, four staff like, really quickly? Within two months. So you just instantly um, had the clients. You just like, how did you get that first big batch of clients that caused you to need the four staff? Like, how did that happen? Uh, partly through the, so Professional Organizers of Canada. Right. We didn't have a chapter in Calgary. And mm -hmm. so I formed one okay. and I brought all of the organizers together. And I was like, okay, let's be a referral network for each other. Like, okay. you don't want this kind of client. I don't want garages. You do garages. Uh, I want offices. Somebody else is like, I don't want paper. You do paper. Uh, and I, I literally got one client from a gal named Georgina from SmartWorks. Lovely gal. She didn't connect with the client. And so yeah. she gave this client to me. And that client was wealthy and needed ongoing organizing and connected me to her entire network. Wow. And I had amazing. probably within a few months, I had um, like 50, 50 to $75,000 worth of business in a industry that hardly was like, it was just, it was just 21 years ago, just starting organizing business. Wow. Um, and I couldn't do it by myself. So I yeah. hired a couple people and then it just, this was days when Calgary was like rolling in money. Ah. Oil and gas was thriving. Yeah, Bonuses yeah. were huge. It was a really different environment. Okay. And people were looking for services and wow. it was right time, right place. Yeah. Nice. That was such a cool story. So you were like, I'm going to do this business part time. What was the first thing you did? Was it a website? Was it incorporating? Like take us through the nitty gritty business setup steps that you did. Yeah. Resisted incorporating for almost a year because I didn't understand it and I was scared. Okay. I didn't get the implications I the when I finally I, yeah finally did it because I had to get payroll set up and so fin about a year in changed the business name changed the branding right incorporated got payroll did all the things um learned it as I went there were not the same resources then that there are now there was no groups I didn't know another soul who was going through this there was no was this pre-internet like it feels like it was almost pre-internet it wasn't that <laughs> long ago but it was the early days. I I don't think we set up a website until about two years into the business. Really? No website, yeah. hey? Yeah. Gosh. So and how then, were these then, people finding you? Like you send an email? Call you? Old um, school phone call? It was, it was all referral based. No um, way. And then we finally got a website. And then it really exploded after mm. we got the website. Because, again, there were so few of us. And 
we had this brilliant writer who was disorganized, so we traded services. Yeah. Her name's Carla Young, and she wrote. And I had people phoning and saying, like, what you said on the website resonated with me. The, some of the content oh. is still there 21 years later because I sold the business, and the gal who runs it is in Cochrane. It's called Organizing Matters. Yeah. And uh, Rhonda runs it, and some of the writing is still there because it's just wow. so solid. Yeah. That's fun. That's fantastic. So having your message is really important. Mm. Yeah. That is so cool. Okay. So um, another question about your entrepreneurial uh, mindset that you seem to have for some reason. What, By accident. Your parents were an entrepreneurs? Like, where did you pick up this entrepreneurial bug? No, I don't consider my, it's really funny because I love independence and autonomy. Yeah. I think I'm just unemployable. So by default, <laughs> seriously, I, when I go work somewhere, I just want to streamline processes. I want everything to be more efficient. I'm always looking, as you said, for the shortcuts. Yeah. Partly it's like I'm lazy and disorganized, so I'm looking for the best and most efficient way to do anything. Yeah. And in corporate settings, in big, you know, um, bureaucratic, layered organizations, you just bump up against too much inefficiency, and it just aggravated the whatever out of me. Uh, so by swearing default, is I encouraged on this podcast by the way okay <laughs> <laughs> I had to I had to create my own and I I've always said I I built my own condition of self-employment okay versus building a business but I did build build two businesses and and sold them wow um, and and now I don't I just I now I want to be self-employed and I'll have some resources to support me, but I don't want to be hiring. I didn't actually incorporate yet in this third business. I'm resisting that again. Mm -hmm. I just mm -hmm. you know, I like the process and I'm not, it's not enough revenue to really justify. Yeah. Uh, yet. Yeah. It might be down the road, but not right now. Again, lifestyle is more important. I'm 55 tomorrow. Wow. Ooh. Happy birthday in advance. My Thank mom's you. birthday was yesterday. She turned 66. Oh, and my mom's name young. is Carla. Her maiden name is Young. So it's funny when you said Carla Young. I was like, oh, really? I've never heard that name before other than my mother. Anyways. <laughs> um, she's young, your mom. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I want to spend five years working at a comfortable pace. Right. And and again, creating this community and being in joy and being not stressed about yeah. a lot. And so I, I keep bumping up against all these stressors in my business. And then I'm like, do I really need to do that? Do I need to get this software in place? I'm really being critically assessing everything in a way yeah. that I didn't in the past because I kind of did what I was told before. That's where mm -hmm. I don't think I was much of an entrepreneur, entrepreneur because okay. I'm a systems person. I want systems and processes. And the entrepreneurs I know are like fly by the seat of their pants and big, huge, creative, strategic ideas and shiny mm -hmm. objects. And I'm like, I'm very operational. So okay. if you, if anyone knows EOS, the Entrepreneurial Organizing System, Traction, the book, oh, it's brilliant. So yeah. it's definitely worth looking at. Okay. They talk about the visionary and the implementer. I'm an implementer. Oh. I can have my visions, but really... So if you can partner or find, so I've actually got an advisory board in place for this business with three strategic visionaries. So they help me with the vision and I execute. Ah, love it. Yeah. So if you can get an advisory board, it's highly recommended. Yeah. That's one of those things that uh, I'm, I'm definitely feeling like I have the right people in, you know, in my world to kind of form that official advisory board, but I just, yeah, I haven't made it official yet, but it's definitely 
good to keep meeting more and more people that are uh, have those skill sets. Um, I think I have a blend of both, but yeah, it's, it's, you got to pick, you got to pick one or the other and yeah, get better at delegating, I guess. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. That's really fascinating. So what would you tell your 10 year younger self? Oh, I hate that question. (laughs) You know, that's a really good one. I don't have to answer it, but I really would love love to know. I would chill out just the frick chill out. (laughs) (laughs) Don't let it stress you work less, um, really do what I was coaching my clients to do. I was not living in integrity because I was coaching my clients to look at their calendar and start with their time off and block in their vacations Uh, and block in their, their leisure and their recreation and then build in their business around it. And I was doing the opposite. mm. And now I'm not, Um, Mm. I just booked a two week trip to Palm Springs, never been super excited. I'm going to go do some co-working co-living in Portugal. Um, Hopefully later yeah, later in 2022, there's this really cool, there's re- lots of really cool co-living spaces. You go live in a house with other digital nomads, essentially people who are working from anywhere. And yeah. um, there's a co-working space and then you, you share a kitchen, but you have your private space and you all, you know, you can go for extended periods of time. And my husband's like, lovely. yeah, go do it. He's, he's happy. He's independent. He, can, he rides yeah. his bike every day. So he won't miss me. <laughs> So yeah, I want to be able to do those kinds of things mm. now at 55 when I wish I had done them earlier. Okay. But I had young kids and my kids are now grown. And so I have freedom and flexibility to do it now. Okay. Well, that's really cool. That's a really great answer to that question. And I love where that went. So thank you for all of that. <laughs> um, is there anything else we need to mention or I, I need to get you to talk about before we hop off that I haven't yet? No, this is great. Okay. Cool. So just one. Yeah, you're welcome. Thank you for being here. And one more reminder to everyone. uh, Yeah, we are hopping on together with Dawn, uh, the Fempreneur community, uh, November 24th, Wednesday from 8 to 10 a.m. Mountain Time. Would love to have you on. Even if you're not in the Calgary area, wherever the heck you are, jump on, join in, meet us, um, introduce yourself, get some serious work done. And then stay tuned to make sure you're on our email list at yycfempreneurs.com so that, you know, when we book a future focus bubble for fempreneurs or, you know, if Dawn has some sort of shiny offer she wants to extend to you that I can get that over to you nice and easy and have a wonderful day, everybody. Thanks so much, Dawn. Cool. Thanks for having me. Have a good afternoon. Bye, everybody. Bye, Bye, Dawn. All right. That's it for today. I hope to see you back here real soon. Uh, Our episode coming up next week is an interview with the one and the only Charmaine Ironside. She is going to be talking all about how she built a massive fitness business in the Calgary area. She's also an Olympian. She's an Olympic Olympic snowboarder. And her story is one of, uh, you know, really of just one of those stories that we heard many, we heard many of these stories throughout the last couple of years of, of businesses, brick and mortar businesses that had to shut their doors. But Charmaine and her business and the people she serves are thriving in a new way now. And I want you to hear how she has changed things up for the better 
for herself and for her family and for her clients and uh, just really given herself a ton more peace and really just learned some lessons that I think we don't need to learn ourselves by falling on our face. <laughs> we can learn them from Charmaine. So check that out. That is next week's episode coming up and I'll, uh, I'll see you back here real soon. Bye for now.